Hello and welcome to the GemCast, your weekly or bi-weekly dose of all things Gem and the Holograms. This week, Aline Sims of Less Than or Equal and me, Kay Tempest Bradford of Many Things, are going to discuss Season 3, Episode 9, The Old Houdini Magic. In this one, Gem and the Holograms are set to do a benefit for a children's hospital for a woman who's obsessed with Houdini. The Stingers also want to be in on this charity benefit, and so Rapture pretends to be channeling the spirit of Houdini. Hijinks ensue. Stay tuned for a jam-packed episode. Showtime Synergy! All right, so we open with uh, Gem and the Holograms looking around the, a museum of magical objects that is run by a Mrs. Farnsworth. Mrs. Farnsworth is sort of an eccentric older lady who really loves the history of magic. And so there's a bunch of stuff from Harry Houdini in the museum, and she is sort of giving a preview of what the benefit a benefit concert is going to be like by having Gem and the Hologram show up because they're playing the benefit concert. And also she's like, and Astral is going to show up because Astral is a great musician who was taught by a student of Houdini's. So this is all going to be great, right? It's just like a very simple charity benefit business with a slightly kooky elderly lady who really loves Harry Houdini. What could go wrong, right? I have had cannon. I have had cannon already. I have oh, had cannon. I know, right? So, 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 <laughs> so we get this, this, this intro to this obviously eccentric, um, older woman who has a lot of money, and I thought, is that is that Professor Farnsworth's like great 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 etc. grandmother from Futurama because. That kind of explains a lot. It does explain a lot. Yeah. It also fits into the whole like universal theory of cartoons where all cartoons take place in the same <laughs> universe. Kind of like all television, how it takes place in the same universe. So that's kind right. of amazing. Yeah. So th- that is what I think that. And and as we watch the show, Mrs. Farnsworth, Miss Far- Farnsworth has uh, their her eccentricities are kind of revealed as you know, we go through Futurama, we find out that Professor Farnsworth is eccentric, um, I think is putting it very mildly. So so I think that there's kind of like this family history of being a little, I keep using eccentric in your old age. Well, I mean, kooky, I guess. That's or what I, I was thinking of. Yeah. But eccentric also works because, I mean, she she wears like 12 different watches or something. She's got like six on each arm. And, and a ring, a watch ring, and a watch yeah. ring, and I think it's like one around her neck or something too. Basically, oh yeah, when Bonnie, because all the starlight, well, all the starlight, some of the starlight girls are there. When Bonnie asks her why she, you know, or says something about she must love watches, she says that a psychic once told her that she would never die as long as she was wearing a watch that was running or something along those lines. And I so completely she, missed that. Yeah. And so then she's like, so I'm wearing all these watches. So no watch I'm wearing will ever stop. And I'm like, oh, oh, you're okay. A psychic told you that, huh? Oh How much gosh. did you give that psychic once they told you that? Woo. Oh, my gosh. But we're yeah. establishing we're establishing early that Mrs. Farnsworth is very easily um, led up the garden path by magical, mystical stuff. 
she's gullible. Yeah. But then the the excitement for the episode kicks off, kicks off because so the ladies are wearing their outfits from the last episode with some magical people in it, which I was like, after you've been around those magicians who were in that last episode who were all really horrible, <laughs> why would you go back to magicians? <laughs> I don't understand and put on those same outfits but whatever so they're wearing their ridiculous magician outfits and kimber's like i'm the great kimber dini and she takes some Ugh. super old handcuffs and she handcuffs herself to raya and she's like yeah i can get us out of this and she does have a key but she doesn't appear to know how keys work yeah that was interesting she also said something like when she hand the handcuffs when bonnie was playing with them and, and Kimber said something that made me think like she'd been using them with Stormer. Like, <laughs> like there was something that I interpreted as kind of suggestive in what Kimber said. And I should have written it down. So I had it because I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you know all about mm-hmm. like the, those bracelets are hard to get off or like something like that. And I was Which just I, like, mm. yeah, I think she said something about you better hand those to me, Bonnie. You don't. You need to give them to somebody who knows how to use them. Or something, yeah. Like, it was something that I was like, oh, I know what you and Storm are up to. Woohoo! <laughs> Kimber is not vanilla. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, as you would expect, or I would expect. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so, so, Kimber... Uh, in, in an imitation of what she does with Stormer, uh, puts a handcuff <laughs> on Rhea, but Rhea did not consent, number one. She did not. That was not okay. <laughs> it was not consensual. And number two, Kimber doesn't know how to work the key on these handcuffs. And so they're stuck together. So Jem and Aja and Shayna are on stage and they're like, where are our other band members? And they come running in and they're like, we're here, but we're tied together. What do we do? And then suddenly there's like a flashbang and some smoke. And like some lady mysteriously passes by them and unlocks the handcuffs and then goes on stage. And they're like, who is that? And Jem is like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Astral, who was mentioned earlier as the student of the student of Houdini. Whoa! And then they start singing. Was this a repeat song or am I just at that point in my life where I think all Jim and the Hologram songs are the same? I... I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> well, no, um, actually, this is a repeat song, but it's a oh very, God. very old one. It's actually from uh, the episode where they had to take Synergy apart because she was discovered in the Starlight Drive-In and take her to the mansion. And they turn her oh, back wow. on, and then they sing, She's Got the Power. And now, again, they're singing about this lady, different lady, not Synergy, that she's got the power. And I feel like there's... In, in season three, there's this trend where the songs actually match what's going on in the episodes in season three, sometimes way better than they match oh, really yeah. what was going on in the first time. Because like the first time I was like, oh, she's got this power. And I'm like, well, she's a hologram generating. I don't know. But like in the context of them talking about this lady who is mystical magical, she does have the power because she's like literally doing all these magic tricks while the the video is happening. What did you think of the song? Even though you thought it was a repeat? Uh, I liked it. I, I but I, w- I was, I spent it doing this. Like I, I have heard this one before, right? Like this isn't just my brain being weird again. Yeah. I like it. I, I especially like it in context. I like that. It's, um, 
again, one of the things that Jim and the Holograms so often does well is they could have very easily made the protege of the protege of Houdini a, a man, but they didn't. And so, you know, that's one thing that I, I do so greatly love about the show is that it's powerful and intelligent woman doing these things in the context of the song. And I, I liked it. I enjoyed it very much. I like it when the videos make sense with what yeah, the song nice. is saying and what is in the episode. Like, I think that's a good thing. I agree. I, I actually really like the, this video and I really like Astral and I was like, oh man, mm -hmm. I feel like Astral should really be part of the holograms now because she looks, she, she just fits right in with them. She's got hair that's, you know, blue and purple. And I was like, she looks like Twilight Sparkle. This is amazing. <laughs> um, and she's got, you know, like the nice face paint. And then she also wears like really interesting clothes too. Cause I mean, she's a magician lady. So she's like always dressed up to be like magician-y. But I feel like actually the, the people who drew this episode were, were just like sort of going balls out with the clothing yeah on on everybody because everybody was wearing something at least interesting kind of weird sometimes it wasn't really that great but like they, you know somebody was making choices and the choices were interesting if nothing else um i liked astral's look yeah and something i noticed uh at, at one point after the spirit of houdini possesses um our dear stinger friend uh, there, there's this profile shot of both Jim and Astral like together, but offset a little bit, and they had different facial shapes. And it's something I specifically took note of because, as we've as we've discussed previously, the women in Jim and the Holograms have like the same facial models. So I was like, wow, there's there's different facial structure in the two of them, um, which I thought That's was cool. was nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I. I wish that, that this show had gone on long enough for Astral to come back. Yeah. She, I liked her. I do too. And she she fits in a way that dance doesn't. And and maybe that's playing to, I don't know, like, hmm, why do I think that? So, I don't know. I feel like she just matches the music more than dance does. Like, sometimes I feel like dance is dancing and... It doesn't necessarily match what I think the tone of the music is. Yeah. And, and sometimes when dance is in episodes, they don't really make an effort to be like, there's a reason why we brought dance along. Yep. That's true. It, too. There's no reason why you brought dance. Like, like the episode with Robin Hood. Like, why was dance even with them? So Robin Hood could fall in love with her. Right. Like that was it. And so yeah. you're just like, OK, but why? Did you, there's no reason to bring that lady along. Yeah. But every episode needs magic. Yes. Friendship is magic. Oh, wait. It is. That's different. <laughs> All cartoons belong in the same universe. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, the, the song ends and everybody's like super excited because they're like, oh, Astral, she's pretty awesome. And Gem and the Holograms, they sang a nice song. I'm definitely coming to this charity auction. This is great. But before the the actual charity auction preview, whatever, Riot showed up in uh, who knows why. Because he wants to talk to Mrs. Farnsworth about being in the charity ball or the charity concert. And Mrs. Francois is like, young man, get away from me. <laughs> Basically, she's just like, talk to the hand. I don't need you. And it's, and it's really weird because Riot literally does not know how to even begin to deal with a woman who tells him no. Right? It's awesome. He's just like, he's like, well, I just I wanted, uh, 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 oh, okay. she blew me off. <laughs> she totally blew him off. It was, how does he know about the charity event, but doesn't know that Jim and the holograms are already slated for it. He was completely 
baffled when she told him that. And I don't get how he only had a little bit of that information because he wasn't like we should play with Jim and the holograms or like before and after or that thing is kind of indicative of how I felt about this whole episode and the stingers involvement in it in that this was basically a, a misfits episode, but with the stingers plopped in and Mm. It's not quite the same episode would have been with the Misfits because of, you know, Rapture's like very specific con woman character arc. But it's like the whole thing where he just rolls up and he's like, I want to play in your concert. And she's like, no. And he's like, but I want to. And then like they do really mean, horrible things to people. Mm -hmm. And then like it's all because they just want to be in a concert. It's I don't know. It's just really weird. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But so she blows him off. It's pretty cool. And again, it's the, hilarious. The, the low level of animation, like there was a very clear look of confusion and devastation on his face. So this I'm, is true. You know, like this, this episode is probably one of the best illustrated or animated episodes I've seen. I know, which is sad because it's kind of, a, I don't know about this episode in toto but yeah like the animation <laughs> on this one is actually pretty good um so while riot is being shot down by mrs farnsworth the only woman to tell him no uh ever apparently minx is all like uh can we just go because minx doesn't ever want to be anywhere mm-hmm. but rapture is really excited to be where she is because apparently rapture is like a houdini fanboy and so she's like just ticking off all these facts about houdini she's like he was born in wisconsin he died on halloween and you know this that and the other thing so you can tell rapture is like super into it um and and who knows why but riot is just like uh this is terrible we're not going to get to play in the thing. Let's go. And Rapture's like, but wait, I have a plan, which Rapture always has some terrible plan. Always. So Rapture had been around and she overheard Bonnie's conversation with Mrs. Farnsworth about all of her like watches and whatnot. And she came to the same conclusion I did, which is that she's a gullible woman who is easily led down the garden path by anybody talking about some sort of mystic business so what does rapture do she breaks one of the exhibits she puts on houdini's gloves and i think some other articles of his clothing that were like in an exhibit and when everybody runs in to confront her she's like hi i'm travel tra- uh, let's try that again <laughs> i am channeling the spirit of houdini and she says it exactly like that like yeah that's it's not an exaggeration <laughs> and and i'm like Houdini sounds awfully like a, a fake Greek oracle. <laughs> That's interesting. Weird, right? This poor woman, this poor Mrs. Farnsworth, just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally could be Houdini because I am the yeah. Houdini super fan, and obviously this this young woman here is ripe for possession by his spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting too because this isn't mentioned in the episode and. I, I have no idea even if the people who wrote this episode know this. Houdini, on top of being like a great illusionist, he also was like a huge debunker of, you know, mystical things. He uh, apparently was like super duper just like stop tricking people with your mysticism nonsense. So he said that when he died, that if the spirit world existed and one could travel back and forth between the spirit world and our world, that he would come back and tell people and so every year on Halloween, which is the day he died, 
or the night he died, whatever, people hold seances to try to contact the spirit of Houdini because he said that if it was real, he would come back and let people know. And I find that very interesting. Like Penn Jillette does does one or maybe he does the only one. I don't know, but it's kind of famous and they filmed it a couple of times. And, you know, Penn Jillette is also one of those illusionists who is very also into debunking. Mm-hmm. But I was I was really thinking about that during this episode. I was like, Mrs. Farnsworth, if you knew enough about Houdini to like be a Houdini fangirl, but you don't know that, then how is it that you were falling for this? I know that's a lot to expect from a cartoon character, but still. <laughs> it like, is, I, but, I, but wouldn't that have been cool if she'd been like, yeah, no, this is not the thing Houdini would have done. And right. No. It's, yeah. So, but, you know, again, she's susceptible to some mysticness. And also anything, and and another thing that they, that became apparent toward the end of the episode, but wasn't really played up enough, I think, at the beginning of the episode to make her reaction make a lot of sense, is that she's really afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. That's why she's wearing those watches. Like, she's, just, she's not just wearing them because it's like, oh, it's it's interesting. Like, she's straight afraid to die. And, and I guess what the cartoon was trying to get across was that she was so susceptible to this because it made her feel better about that she might die so which is it, so you know, heartbreaking yeah but they yeah. didn't do enough with it with it in the beginning yeah i, I agree think. yeah so instead no she's just like oh yay it's houdini and rapture's like yeah i'm totally houdini but then Jem and the holograms are all like, no, she's Rapture. She's a singer. She's a con artist. And for whatever reason, Mrs. Farnsworth just doesn't want to listen to them. Well, I guess so. Going back to the fear, fear of death thing, you have me thinking more. Like, I think when you're really afraid of something, you're willing to grasp onto any hope. And so, you know, I maybe that was the perfect storm for hers that Houdini plus the promise of an afterlife um was something that she wanted to believe so much that it didn't matter what people said yeah poor mrs farnsworth yeah and she doesn't listen to the people who love her because like astral who's totally her friend is like no right and jem who's totally her sort of new friend is like no and she's like yes i don't want to believe you Mm. yeah and so houdini quote unquote rapture decides that you know mrs farnsworth it she needs to make sure that houdini's host body is happy and so she's like all right mrs farnsworth you gotta start buying things for us and so she like buys her i think a gown two jewelry two gowns two gowns she'll take both yeah like mm. and a car this is just there's something about we need no oh yeah yeah. minx asked for a car yep but Rapture was like, no, no, we can't tap out all of Mrs. Farnsworth's money. The foundation. Because she needs to give to this foundation that I just made up in my my head. And Mrs. Farnsworth is like, well, I don't know if you're, I don't even know if you're really Houdini. And then Rapture's like, oh, his spirit has left me. His spirit has left me. Ah, oh, because you disbelieved, drove him away. Ah. And I'm like, oh, God. And she, like, the gloves on the ground. And, oh. So what's interesting is that even though the stingers are being this blatant with their greed and annoyingness, they are still good enough at this con business that Mrs. Farnsworth just like, because Rapture knew the exact moment to like, take that away from her, take Houdini away from her and then to give him back and whatnot. 
I still want to know what it is that Rapture did in a former life that she continues to like run these cons on people. Like it's just she can't help herself. No, she can't. Yeah. And then, you know, she throws her throws, you know, throws the gloves down or loses the gloves or whatever. And then and then Riot, you know, is able to step in and and coach Mrs. Farnsworth. And and, you know, like if you if you behave, then maybe Houdini will come back type stuff. And this is when I typed in Slack that the stingers are the fucking worst because they're the fucking worst. Yes, they are. I mean, just in his all honeyed voice telling her that. And then and then he's like, Houdini wants you to let the stingers play at your benefit. And she's like, yeah, I'm sure that's what he wants. So then, but Houdini has to go away because everybody needs sleep, even Mm -hmm. uh, spirits who cross the entire astral plane just to come and tell you something important, which Houdini promised to tell her something important. So Rapture and Riot and Minx retire to wherever and immediately begin laughing at this woman, this poor woman that they have duped so thoroughly because they're the Mm -hmm. fucking worst. And then they sing a song. The song is called Mind Games. What did you think of the song? So I love, I'm, I'm, as always, a sucker for a harmony. I love the stinger sound. I like the beat. So we have yet to encounter a stinger song I don't like, but I don't like the stingers and it makes me feel bad. Yeah. I, yeah, pretty much. I, and I actually, I really love this song's actual musicality so much because, um, you know, the, just the way that, that the guy who's doing Riot's voice, like, you know, just cascades mm-hmm. along like highs mm-hmm. and lows and stuff. And, and the way that it's, you know, composed um, in, you know, the melody. So yeah, awesome. Beautiful. Um, it, it really, it's a very like driving song. And even though they're saying really horrible things about how they're totally going to play mind games on people and, <laughs> and ruin their lives. It's still like, yeah, you're going to ruin my life. Ooh, that's a good beat. And I can yep. dance to it. <laughs> I hate you, but I'm going to feel good when I'm doing it. I feel like this must be the way people feel when they listen to Justin Timberlake songs. <laughs> not me. I'm not, I'm not a JT fan. I mean, neither am I, but I, there must be some JT fans out there because he keeps continuing to make that's music true. somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, you know, the stingers in a nutshell, they're running mind games on you. They're going to, they're just going to keep doing that until they get what they want and also mess you up. They do really seem to enjoy messing people up, like not even just taking their money. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's uncomfortable. Like they make me they make me very uncomfortable. This whole episode, I was just very uneasy. Uh, I I don't know, like right, because it's like, why can't you just say right. You know, I I kind of feel it's even worse for them to be this way because they it's effortless for them to be great. Like even though pizzazz and the other misfits, they do sort of have that thing where they feel really inferior to Gem and the holograms for reasons. But as we said before, we don't even necessarily feel like they are inferior to Gem and the holograms. They've made some really great music, but so much of their character as a group has been sublimated and subsumed and, and shoved down by Gem and the holograms. You can sort of understand why they spend so much time like doing these things to get back at Gem. Like not 100%, but you can sort of see it. But the stinger's like, what are you doing? Like you're the top act effortlessly. You rolled into town. You said some words. Women threw their panties at you. You know, you, you got a record company without even trying. Why are you, why are you involved in this? Which is again, it's another thing where I'm like, this feels like a sort of misfitty 
plot, except for the detail about, you know, Rapture and Houdini, which I don't think that any of the misfits could have pulled that off. That's a very Rapture specific yeah, thing. Well, the, the misfits lack finesse and patience, right? Like, that's the MO of the misfits is that they're impulsive. Well, pizzazz. When I say the misfits, I mean pizzazz. It's very impulsive and harsh and impatient. And and this is what we see continually. Whereas the stingers are in it like for the long con, right? They they have experience in playing people and waiting things out in a way that, you know, instant gratification pizzazz just doesn't get or have the ability to enact yeah that's very true so yeah it's it's weird because i talk about this with my writing students because one of the guys who created leverage john something i think i can't remember but anyway i i share a quote of his with my writing students all the time which is like that character in television is all and that when you are a writer of television you don't go in and you're like, what is our plot going to be for this week? Like very few good TV shows are plot driven. Most good TV shows are character driven mm -hmm. and plot comes out of character because, you know, whatever the character is doing, how they move through the world, how they deal with the obstacles that are thrown at them like that, you know, that's basically what people think of as plot, but it's all driven by the character. You know, characters are going to do X because they are this kind of mm -hmm. person characters are not going to do why just because you want them to um or if you do if you force it then it looks terrible and people are like that was a terrible episode of television i'm never watching this yep. again so you know as much as i keep feeling like this is a very misfitty type of episode again like because it's rapture because she is who she is that's what drives this plot that's what makes it work it's just really weird to see the stingers acting like the misfits in in random mm -hmm. ways well i think that they're they're playing on maybe what it was, was playing on like, we're supposed to view Jim and the holograms as being inherently good, right? Like they in liberal air quotes around this because we've, we have criticized Jim and the holograms uh, quite a bit. So, but they always do the good thing. They do what is right. They're not doing things for self gain. You know, they're, they're su we're supposed to see them as being very virtuous and altruistic. And so, you know, they're they're trying to play direct opposites. It's just, you know, so the misfits, pizzazz, selfishness, impulsive in it for themselves. And the stingers the same way, just slower and more careful, I guess. Manipulative. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah, the only thing I don't get is why this charity benefit is so important to them, but there are probably reasons. I was reasons Riot didn't want to tell us. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because they can, but you know, oddly enough. Okay. So just hearkening back to something that happened at the beginning of the episode, when Minx is complaining about the fact that they're still in this place and, and why can't they leave and why won't Riot let them leave? My immediate first thought was, well, because Jem is there, but do you notice that Riot paid no attention to Jem this entire episode yep. it's like being on that island with her just made him hate everything about her <laughs> which i know is not true it, you know it's really weird like there's you know he's very focused on on the goal of getting mrs farnsworth to let them in this charity benefit but 
I I haven't really watched this episode since I was a kid. This is one of the ones I skipped because I was like, I don't like that episode. And then I remember mm-hmm. why now. Um, But yeah, I had forgotten that just he does. He's not doing anything because Jem is involved, or at least that's not what he says. He never like goes to Jem. He's like, Jem, my love, I see you again. We will be in this charity concert together. And then you will love me. Where's Rio? So I can fight him once more and wave my dick around. None of that is happening. He just really wants to be in this charity concert. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I, I was expecting that tie in too. Like when he was talking to Mrs. Farnsworth where, you know, we want to do, I want to do this because we're the perfect complement to Jim and think of how with Jim and the holograms, we can drive even more donations and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, ex- I did with you. I expected that type of thing to come up. And I was also surprised zero interaction, like nothing. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Something happened on the island. Well, she did kind of abandon him with Rio. That's true. Like maybe he's holding a bit of a grudge because he was like late. Yeah. Come I on. would too. I mean, if someone left me on a boat with, with two other people and just kind of took off on the good boat, I'd be upset. The stingers continue to be horrendous and ask for things and whatnot. So Astral goes to Jem and she's like, Jem, you have to help me convince Mrs. Farnsworth that they're the worst because they're really taking advantage of her and I'm worried because she's my friend. And Jem is like, yeah, let's totally go over there and and have a talk with Mrs. Farnsworth. This goes about as well as you might imagine <laughs> because Mrs. Farnsworth is like, whatever, I Harry Houdini, things. And they're like, but Mrs. Farmer, you have to listen to reason. And she's like, nah, you can't. So make me. you can't make me. And and Rapture is just, you know, she's doing her thing. And and Mrs. Farnsworth leaves the room and Ashel says to her, You don't fool me, Rapture. And Rapture's like, I don't have to fool you. I only have to fool Mrs. Farnsworth. And I was just like, Ugh, I'm done. So she challenges Rapture to a duel. Like she even takes the glove and like throws it on the ground. She's like, Challenge you to a duel. Mr. Farnsworth was like, what's happening? He's like, I'm challenging her to a duel of magic. Whoever can do Houdini's tricks better is the winner or something. I don't know what this duel of magic was really <laughs> supposed to do, but she really felt, she felt very passionately about it. Like Astral was all like, mm, duel of magic. Yeah. And Rapture's like, I accept. And then she's like, crap, what are we going to do? Panic. And so- Panic. Get Tech Rat. How do they know Tech Rat? Tech Rat. <laughs> that exactly oh, yeah. i was again. glad to see him <laughs> right because I, I i actually for, again i had forgotten the tech rack was in this episode i thought that we had seen the last of tech rat but here's the weird thing and again this is like fueling my feeling like this is a misfits episode it's like how do they know tech rat like they didn't even call eric raymond like eric raymond doesn't even show up to go you got yourself in trouble again okay fine let me call tech rat and we can get this done they, I mean, maybe they did do that, but it happened mm-hmm. off screen. We all see hide nor hair of Eric. We just see Tech Rat. And I was like, this is really mm-hmm. weird. Like, ha- yeah. Yeah. Justin was like, who, who is this? Oh, why is Tech Rat here? And I was like, I have, I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. Is he like, maybe Riot, when he took over Eric Raymond's office, was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, it's Eric Raymond's little black book. And under technical help there was this number that he called or something Creative i don't know shit. I, I, tech rat yeah so tech rat of course of course is like yeah i have i i got this let's go and so he gives rapture like a straight jacket 
that she can easily escape from by pulling on a a bow on the shoulder. And I was like, there are no bows. There are no pink bows on straight jackets. So I think people would really notice that she was like using her teeth to pull the bow, the straight jacket to get out of it. Yeah, it it was weird. I was like, that's an awfully pretty. Like, I know it's supposed to be for for stage. So, okay. But like a little pretty pink bows on the straight jacket. That's that's weird. And people are going to see you just pull that with your teeth. It's not like like that's right. the whole point of escaping from a straight jacket. And yeah, it, it was really, really weird. And then, you know, the the water tank where they chain you up and flip oh you upside God. down, put you in a water tank. It, what could go wrong with that? Nothing could go. How did right. Houdini die again? Was it was it that? I don't <laughs> remember. I'm actually looking it up. <laughs> it might have been. Um, yeah. And it was really interesting, though, is how much Tech Rat gets along with Minx. You notice that? Yeah. It was really weird because like Minx goes over to him and she drapes herself all over him. And Tech Rat has many times told people not to touch him. But Minx drapes herself all over him. And she's like, is that for me? And he's like, yes, it is. And I'm like, whoa, really? And he's like, I made you a pretty bracelet. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Yep. It's <laughs> amazing. Tech Rat found his people. Um, which is disturbing. You know, as a riot didn't try to. Yeah. Riot didn't try to touch him, though, which is probably good. But yeah, so he makes makes a bracelet that has jewels on it that uh, control the mechanism for this uh, water tank thing. And so it's it's the trick where there's like a huge human sized water tank and you're attached to a, a thing by your feet and lowered headfirst into the water. And then you also you have chains on you and then you have to escape. And I forget what they kept call, calling it, but it was something like the Chinese water torture tank or something. And I was just like, I feel like that's probably something really mm-hmm. offensive. Like, I don't know for sure. But I just feel like the name of that thing is probably really offensive. Don't quote me on that, though. I mean, who knows? But also, I just kept thinking, I was like, this is that episode of CSI yeah. where the lady died <laughs> in one of those water tank tricks. It's like, ah, that's what happens when you don't do your mechanisms correctly. And I was like, oh, no, Rapture's going to die. But Jack Rat claims that if Minx just presses the red jewel, once they put the curtain over the tank, then the thingy will release her and Rapture will be fine. What could go wrong? I I would just like to pause for a moment and just revel in the genius that is Tech Rat. Because really, he is an underappreciated, underpaid, I am sure, genius who should be doing amazing things and not cooking up these concoctions for, for these bands who are up to no good. Like, Tech Rat, right. stop it's it. true. You're better than this. Maybe he does, like... Maybe he goes on to become an apprentice. Like there's there's actually a word for it when you are a person who designs the tricks. Like the, the magicians don't usually do the actual physical design right. of a trick. They work with a person. See, I learned this watching CSI. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, it wasn't CSI, it was criminal minds. No, it wasn't even criminal minds. Which one is it was numbers. Why do I They are all the same thing? show? It was it was numbers, but I remember this. I remember that it was numbers because I I'm seeing Charlie's face in my head and I hate Charlie, but um, that's our next podcast numbers. Why I hate Charlie. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, 
they talked about and there's there's like a word for it that now I can't remember. But there was also like a really good British show called Jonathan something. Man, I am not on my game today. <laughs> but um there is there's this British show that was about a guy who who did that, who was the one who designed the tricks. And um and he worked like uh, pretty much exclusively with this one magician. And the magician was like a complete fool. Like he was just the dude who like stood in front and like did all the flashy stuff, but he didn't design the tricks. He didn't really know how they worked. He just understood enough so that he could perform the trick, you know, well on stage. And um I've always found that particular occupation to be very interesting like you are a person whose job it is just to make sure that the trick looks really cool it seems impossible if you're looking at it from a stage and doesn't kill the magician who's doing Mm -hmm. the trick but unfortunately in that episode of numbers uh that lady did die because the guy designed the trick badly awful i feel like tech rat would be better at it though just don't give things to pizzazz and tech rats in good shape i think Mm-hmm. universal truth just don't yeah. give things to possess <laughs> this is yeah especially lasers yeah. i mean you know because because minx even you know she at first she's playing around with it and and rapture gets a little bit freaked out but minx is like don't worry by the time we have to do this i will get it right because minx actually cares about her bandmate like minx loves rapture and rapture loves minx like that's really clear mm-hmm. and like and i'm not even talking about like in a kimber stormer way like they do seem to have genuine real affection for each other and for riot um if you know but they just hate the rest of the world yeah basically all right so it is the night of this benefit concert and gem and the holograms are there and astral is there she's like i'm gonna kick rapture's butt but where are the stingers who knows and mrs farnsworth is like oh where are they oh no and then like the chandelier crackles and Something happens and the stingers like appear out of coffins and everybody's like, what? And and there are even like these people in the audience who are like, well, I hear that there's this woman who's, you know, says she's the channeling the spirit of Harry Houdini. Another guy's like, well, I just think it's terrible for them to take advantage of Mrs. Farnsworth that way. And one lady's like, no, 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 it's, it's real. It's totally real. And Mrs. Farnsworth believes in him. And so I'm going to believe in him too. And I'm like, oh, these people. <laughs> yeah. And these are like rich people. With really poofy like sleeves, really rich people with poofy sleeves. Yeah. You can't, you can't just trust their judgment. Nope, you sure can't. That's a really cool effect, though. Can you imagine sitting in a room and like wondering what's going on in the suspense building, and then like, okay, an electrical storm in the room is maybe not like ideal, but then like the stuff happens, and then these coffins open. Like that's really cool. That would have been a neat thing to see. Yeah, that's true. And I actually thought at that moment, I was like, see, this is what the Stingers are good at, as well as their music, is like showmanship, you know, beyond this Houdini nonsense. Like, they're just really good at putting on an excellent show. Well, I kind of think that's why they do the crap they do, is because of of the showmanship. And maybe that's why... we have someone who is constantly conning people is because in order to be a good con person, you have to be a good show person, right? You have to, you have to put on a good show. You have to put on a good act. And I just feel like it's so ingrained in, in how they see themselves and how they uh, move through the world that they always have to be putting on a show that that's why they, they're awful people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe after this show ended, Riot and Rapture had some sort of come to Jesus moment. 
and they decided to form a leverage crew. Like they, they got tech rad to be the hacker. Who would they get to be the hitter? Cause riot is not going to hit anybody actually. Like he'll pretend like he's going to, you know, beat Rio up, but he can't do anything. To Maybe Rio. they got pizzazz. Who would they? <laughs> pizzazz yeah. could be the hitter. Why not? She, yes. She's in love with riot. Yeah, this is true. So pizzazz could be the hitter. You know, riots, the mastermind rapture is the grifter and minx is a thief yep. oh my just god don't that, spill water on her have to write that fan fiction now <laughs> right she just like you spill water on her something well it was juice uh, yeah, so maybe it's yeah, really yeah. just juice it, it gets that is her weakness. yeah yeah so so yeah so the uh, we do have to write that fan fiction <laughs> though now that <laughs> it's gonna be amazing so <laughs> the stingers emerge and and rapture says First, we will entertain for you, and then there will be the magical duel. And I don't know, somebody says something else, and then Jem is like, "Let the magical duel begin." And I was like, "Wait a minute, didn't we say they were gonna sing first? Oh well, Jem's messing up everybody's, you know, set. But then we get the last song, which is um, a Jem and the Holograms and the Stingers like dueling song so there's like a magical duel and a musical duel going on and it's called believe don't believe don't i believe. loved it what do you think no i actually That's i've always loved awesome. this song <laughs> it's a great song yeah this is one of the, like i i listen to the songs a lot i didn't watch the episode but i i do like this song um especially because it's gem and riot yes. fighting i like to see that i don't like to see them no, being yes. together i like to see them fighting it's great um, and, and also, again, like very interesting musically. Um, there's just like a lot of different kinds of like modes and, and, and shifts in, in like the, uh, I don't even, I don't have the words because my music education is flying out of my head right now. But just a lot of things that you don't usually hear mm-hmm. in gem songs or even gem and misfit songs that are going on in this song because the stingers are there. Yeah, I feel like the stingers was really their chance to play around from like an actual musical standpoint from because the misfits and Jim and the holograms, they have their own two distinctive styles, but they, their styles are very consistent within themselves. Right. But I feel like the stingers, they played around more and gave them more variety. And so I really liked having both the stingers and Jim and the holograms, because it gave them both a chance to step out of um, kind of the, the boxes that they're typically in. Cause I feel like Jim and the holograms have like one of two tempos. They have, you know, a couple of different like harmony things that they're pretty consistent with, but with the adding in the stingers, they were able to do so much more. And I thought it worked so well. Yeah, I agree. And I also really love just the visuals that went with this as well, where, you know, you do have uh, the Stingers and and Rapture, like trying to, you know, gain control of Mrs. Farnsworth and show her things that aren't there and scare her and like Jem and Astral, you know, bringing her back to real life and doing, you know, things where they're like, this is how it should be and whatnot. And just like all the visuals associated with the magical duel and stuff was really cool. I liked it. This is the one bright spot, actually, of this episode. Yeah, it was great. I agree. So after the the song is done and they are ready and and they have done all of this these different you know magical tricks dueling with each other um and Ashel's like look you're just not 
that good and you suck and everybody should just stop thinking that you're actually Harry Houdini and then Rapture's like well what other person well what other person besides Harry Houdini would talk like this and also do this water trick I still don't understand why Harry Houdini sounds like that I just well well He's a ghost. And not only is he ghost, he's an mm. old timey ghost possessing this woman. Mm. And he, you know, it's hard to get like the different vocal ranges and know how to project a voice when you're in a different body and like totally mm. plausible. Totally. Totally. So when they roll out the giant water tank, Astral is immediately like, wait a minute, this is not okay. And she says to, to, uh, possess, <laughs> because she it's says a to rapture. Right. She says to Rapture, like, only trained magicians should ever attempt a trick like this. And Rapture's like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Strap me in. And Astral's totally worried, but she can do nothing but stand there and watch as Rapture moves in to kill herself. So, and they they actually show, like, they put these chains around her, they lock her in the thing, they lower her into, like, they put the water in the tank, they lower it in the tank, they lock it up with all these different locks, and then they throw the curtain over it. And so then Minx, who is for some strange reason, sat down at a table at this charity benefit. And she's about to press the button when a lady like who's super excited by whatever's going on, like flails her arms and um, knocks over a glass of like juice or something onto Minx, whose bracelet then shorts out to her credit. Minx then immediately is like, Holy crap, Raptor's going to die. She screams like, get her out of there. She's going to die. It's like, oh, they love each other. Yeah. And I did have this moment where I thought if if this had been a true Misfits episode and it was maybe Stormer with the bracelet, she would have frozen. Right. It would have it would have just been what do I do? And it would have been up to Jem to figure out what to do or Rio to rush in and, and break the glass somehow or uh after it got like really close to the wire you know instead of like the immediate okay this this isn't going as planned i'm out yeah yeah i agree i actually had that thought then too i was like yeah if this had been the misfits i don't know they would have hemmed and hawed a little bit before they were like well maybe we should get her out (laughs) and it would have been pizzazz in the tank Um, oh, oh, but if it hadn't been Pizzazz in the tank, if it had been like Roxy in the tank, Pizzazz would have been like, well, no, she's going to die. There's just, no. she's yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is when we learn about CPR. Like it would have been bad. Right. It would have been terrible, but Minx likes Rapture. And so she runs screaming onto the stage and they try to break the glass, but they can't because of shatterproof. And, and once again, like, it's really weird. This, this really oddly mirrors what happened in that numbers episode I was talking about. Maybe that numbers episode Maybe, was influenced yeah. by watching Gem and the Holograms or all television is one television. Astral uh, asked them to lift her up onto the top of the tank and she uses her magician, you know, level lock picking skills to pick all the deadlocks or all the padlocks on the thing. Jumps in, picks all the padlocks on Rapture, pulls her out and Rapture is saved. Hooray! No death on Gem and the Holograms today, uh, which is great. And then she forces Rapture to like stand on the stage and tell everybody that she was not channeling the the spirit of Harry Houdini. It was all just a trick 
at all just a horrible horrible trick and then interestingly you know she then goes to minx who like hugs her and they walk off together but riot just stays on the stage oh riot <laughs> he's just like well they left me and for some reason he couldn't exit stage left like he should have and so he just stood there through the whole rest of what happens next which i noticed i was like they really just drew him just standing there it's okay so this is another weird thing is that even though this is a stingers episode it is not really about right which is nice yeah that's true like there's there's less riot in this than there usually is and i'm actually pretty happy about that because as much as i think the stingers are horrible people i feel like minx and rapture are more interesting than riot in yes some i totally agree yeah well they've got they have a relationship right and and yeah, they like Riot and you can tell that, that the three of them have kind of mutual admiration and respect for one another. God knows why. But but Rapture and Minx are, are really, I think, the backbone of it. And Riot's just kind of doing what he wants to do for him. Whereas I feel like, like Riot, not Riot, where uh, Minx and Rapture have a better bond, I guess. They've said many times that like, oh, Riot is the sun in which our worlds revolve, blah, blah, blah. But you get the feeling that Riot could, you know, just leave Minx and Rapture behind in a dumpster and wouldn't care. Whereas I think Minx and Rapture, as much as they do love Riot and want to be around him, also want to be around each other. And so they like if Riot did leave him in a dumpster, they would both be sad for like a little while. But then they would be like, well, I guess we're going to have to pick up together and figure out what we're going to do next. I like their lady bond. I do too. That's really it's what nice. the show is about. Yeah, this show is about lady bonding. I'm down with it. Yeah, I agree. Especially for a cartoon in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. Let's take just a moment here to talk about everybody's outfit. <laughs> so so I don't know if this was a continuity error or if I missed something, but there was this moment after the stingers came out of the coffins and then they kind of took the stage and rapture sudden like first she was in that like full body not full body but the the black bodysuit with the cape on and then all of a sudden she was in this uh this outfit with like a crop top and then all of a sudden again she was back in that outfit so i don't know if there was something they planned on doing with that one scene but but it was really weird and i don't know what happened yeah yeah i like the other outfits better like the ones where they had the capes yes. and stuff i'm i'm really i i don't know how i feel about what gem and the holograms were wearing it was it was very like first of all they were new i don't think we'd seen those outfits before because they did not go back and put on the magician-y outfits they put on something else and it actually makes me wonder if because i said this last week be, i i think that last week's episode was out of order in terms of what the writers intended because um kimber mentions someone named regine mm-hmm. and regine doesn't show up i think it's only like the next episode actually or maybe it's the one after that but in look in thinking about the outfits that Jem and the holograms were wearing i was like actually i could see those being regine designs just based on what i see in the episode which we'll get to with regine so i wonder if yeah like netflix put the regine episode way later than mm. it should have been um, because both of these two episodes, uh, the one before this and this one show either mention regime or show her, her influence. So it's interesting, but yeah, like they're just, I, it's not that I don't like those outfits. They just seem very like, what are you? Okay. That's new. 
Nobody's going to talk about why you're wearing style. that. Yeah. Right. Also, um, Astrid, uh, Astrid, see, now I'm doing it. <laughs> anyway, she's <laughs> her jacket made me think of amoebas eating one another. That is true. It was a cool jacket, but it was very like, what, what, what are you? Mm. Yeah, the, pa- the pattern was interesting. Yeah. It, it's very weird. Like, there was a lot of effort put into the animation of this episode. Like, they all have all these different mm-hmm. outfits on. There was a lot of, like, cool stuff going on in all the videos. Bryant's expression, <laughs> which is very well animated at the beginning. Yeah. Maybe they were just like, oh, the show's ending and we have all this money. Let's throw Put it all at this it. money into paying more animators. Like of all the episodes, it had to be this right? one where, I mean, I didn't think we'd be able to talk for an hour about it. I was like, oh, we're going to be like 30 minutes talking about this episode because nothing happens other than emotionally manipulating an elderly woman to get money and things from her. Like that is this episode. And I was like, we're going to get through this really quickly. And, but it's, it's, it really is really well animated, especially compared to, you know, some of, some of the other episodes this season where it's like, what happened to their face? I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) What is going on? And it's, I don't know. I can't decide if I'd prefer that a better, better scripted episode would be better animated or if the better animation got me through this episode. But uh, I don't know. I, I wish that I wish that they'd been able to more consistently animate throughout the series. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, now that Rapture has admitted to the fact that she was just playing a joke, Mrs. Farnsworth feels really terrible, like super like. She's just like, I'm an old fool. I was so afraid of death that I just let those people trick me. And now I've, you know, it's all been exposed in front of everybody and it's the worst. And I felt really bad for her in that moment. I was like, oh, poor Mrs. Farnsworth. You didn't deserve that, but it's going to be okay because an Astral's like, come with me. And then she puts the woman who's afraid of death in a cage. <laughs> yep. And she was a little freaked out about it. She was. She's like, um... What are you doing? And Ashley's like, trust me. And so then she's like, the greatest delusion you will ever see. And then she she locks Miss Farmer in the cage, throws a curtain over the cage, and then she throws a Doctor Who scarf over the cage. Yes! I was like, how did they get the fourth Doctor's scarf? That seems like a violation of space-time continuum stuff timey wimey things mm-hmm. i mean you know maybe she's a real magician ah. and and she's she's like excuse me doctor and she just lifted off of him ran away did a magic trick and then she came back she's like here's your scarf maybe back. maybe but i use it to turn a lady into a tiger <laughs> and so that's kind of awesome and so yeah the the cage floats in the air unaided uh seemingly and then it floats back down and there's a tiger in it. And Mrs. Farnsworth is in the audience oh sitting next to that lady who before was like, I'll believe anything Mrs. Farnsworth believes. But it's all great. And everybody's like, yay, this is the best benefit concert ever. We got to see Faye Houdini and a lady almost die and the stinger sang and the hologram sang and everybody's wearing terrible outfits. And then there's a tiger. Woo. Jeez. It's the best. But yeah, it was. I thought that was a nice sort of thing for Astra to do Astra Astral to do for 
Mrs. Farnsworth was to like show her that magic could still be awesome when it is not being perpetrated by terrible people who are trying to take all your money. Mm-hmm. It was, but dang, <laughs> yeah, journey to get there. <laughs> that journey, yeah. And she almost gave away like all her money. Like she was on the point of like selling all the stuff in her house just to give Rapture some money to put in the foundation for the something something. And also, why does Rapture always act like she needs money? I don't get the feeling that they're very good with money. <laughs> Right, like they can make it easily enough, but then... And they can spend it just as easily. Right, they're just like, woo, we have $10, let's buy a house. And they're like, okay. Yep, <laughs> yep. The stingers are about power. And so it feels very powerful to have someone spend a lot of money on you. I don't know, I, I've never done this. So this is me like trying to think like them. I want to be perfectly clear, but there's got to be a power trip to manipulating someone to spend a lot of money with on you and not do it begrudgingly, like to do it because they want to instead of, you know, like the pizzazz way where she she throws a fit until daddy spends money on her. It's like, no, I'm going to make you think that you want to. Like, there's a lot of power and intricacy that goes into that. And I imagine that it would be quite a trip. Yeah, I think that that's probably a lot of it. Because, yeah, I I think that if I could pretend to be Harry Houdini and give people to give me all their money, I would do it. Yeah. Just because I'd be like, woohoo, I don't have to make that car payment. Just trick this old lady <laughs> to give me that money. Buy me a car. Or buy me a car. She can make the car payment. <laughs> Well, the charity benefit concert has gone off with only a few hitches. People have given their money. Very rich people who have poofy sleeves have given their money. Mm-hmm. And and Mrs. Farnsworth doesn't reveal how the trick worked, even though people ask her because she's like, magician never reveals their secrets. And it's she true. feels really good about herself at the end of the night, which is good. Good for Mrs. Farnsworth. She deserves it. My she gosh. Does. Yeah. Because she's just she's a sweet lady. You know, whatever else, she is a sweet lady. And so she then says that she realizes that her fear of death, her like constant fear of death, you know, really drove her actions and drove her to believe things that she shouldn't have believed. And so she wasn't going to live her life like that anymore. She was going to live each day to the fullest and be awesome. And then she takes off all of her watches and she throws them in the air. She's like, anybody want to watch? Ha ha. And she throws them in the air like that girl except for it's a bunch of watches and it'll yeah. probably land on a starlight girl and kill them but until then <laughs> you don't get to see need that you go to the children's hospital <laughs> right but they'll have a children's hospital to go to now yep because of mrs farnsworth so i guess it's all okay full circle <laughs> and thus endeth <laughs> the, the great the great tragedy and triumph of mrs farnsworth or uh... this episode <laughs> What oh did gosh. you think of all of that business at the end there? I was just glad it was over. Oh, man. I, I, I was... It, it, so it's nice to to see a little bit of, uh, of a happy ending. You know, not that, you know, Jim and the holograms, they're not going to leave it hanging. But it was nice to see her be like, oh, wait, this this thing that's that's taken me a long time to get over, I'm finally over. And all that had to happen was I needed to be conned. Um, but I do appreciate <laughs> that that she was able to be introspective and confront that. And what made me believe this? And 
um, you know, maybe 10 minutes later, she was scrambling around for those watches and putting them back on again. But I don't know, as as a person who I, I try to learn about myself because I don't always understand myself. Uh, so it was nice to see that in the show, just like this. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why I acted that way. What can I do about that in the future is kind of cool to see. I agree. It's pretty awesome. And, you know, it, this episode gave us some people who are like, I would like to see them again, but we're never going to see them again. But I would see them again. And we got to see Tech Rat. So mm-hmm. two thumbs up. Yeah. All right. So next week, it's another Stingers episode. Uh, this one is called Straight from the Heart. And it's one that I keep referencing with Regine. She's a fashion designer. So that one is one of my favorite episodes for the music. And... I actually think I, I like the story of that one, too. So we'll see. I, I'm going to watch it before we record. We'll see if my opinions change. If I come in and I'm like, that was the worst. I hope not. I'm looking forward to it just just based on hearing you talk about it. And it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, this is what, you know, they always meant to do with, with Ryan and the Misfits. Um, and then they, like, change it up in the next episode. It's very weird. At any rate, this has been the Gemcast. This week, we forgot to give a shout out to Alex at the beginning of this episode. Alex Sorry, uh, could not sick, join Alex. us. He was sick. Last week, I was sick. Like, you basically, everybody go take some zinc. People, go out and get a big old bottle of some vitamin C and also get a big old bottle of zinc. Take some vitamin C and zinc. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourselves because it's it's like flu season and everybody's getting sick. I sounded like Macy Gray last week. It was not a good scene. Mm-hmm. So drink a lot of everybody water. Everybody be lots well. Of water. Yeah. Lots of water. Be well. Um, Alex hopefully will join us for our next episode and he will be well and it will be great. But in the meantime, you've been listening to me, K Tempest Bradford of K Tempest writer, uh, harsher of squee professionally Aww. reviewer. Hey, I look, I love to harsh that squee squeeze. Uh, and it's pretty, <laughs> I mean, I love squee, but sometimes you got to harsh it. You, yeah, you no. do. Reality checks yeah. are good. Yep. So you can find all my stuff. If you go to my website, K you can find my Twitter and my Facebook and my Tumblr and my YouTube and my podcasts, which I have not updated in quite a long time and will. I promise it's coming. I have been joined by Aline Sims of the podcast less than or equal.com. You can find all of Aline's stuff at AlineMean.com. That's A-L-E-E-N because she has an awesome name <laughs> and you can follow her on Twitter at A-L-E-E-N. And you can find Less Than or Equal at relay.fm forward slash LTOE, correct? Look at you. You're awesome. Yeah. It's because I listen to Alex do it all yeah. the time. And I like, absorbed all this information <laughs> in my brain. The only reason we could get through these episodes is because Alex is such, such a good example. He has. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's like, I, I don't know. I I would be sitting here like, who's who's that person talking? I don't know. It's a person. <laughs> I enjoy talking with her, but I have no idea who she is. <laughs> <laughs> well then <laughs> sad my brain is just a sieve yes All I right. understand it. <laughs> um so we also hope that you will support uh hologram radio on patreon or anywhere else that you might want to support us it, we love it when you leave us feedback um in the form of um reviews on itunes we love mm-hmm. that and so if you go to hologramradio.org, you will be able to find links to our patreon if you go to the Gemcast, which you can get to at hologramradio.org slash gemcast, you will be able to find out where you can subscribe to this podcast and where you can go on iTunes to leave us a review if you would like to do some such a thing. And if you do, we'll give you a shout out because we're awesome people like that. So 
go to our websites go to the podcast website go to patreon go to itunes i mean i feel like that's yeah those are that's our takeaways list. for this week yeah also don't pretend to be channeling harry houdini because harry houdini cannot be channeled Mm-mm. because he is not showing up to seances and i really feel like that's because he's like i want to be left alone i'm tired of people calling me don't do it that's the takeaway from this episode mm-hmm. all right so until next time when we talk about regine and her fashions shows over synergy <laughs>